Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas. Together and loving it. TNCs apply. A very privileged to be bringing you coverage and live commentary tonight of... England and India. Adam Collins is leading our team out of England, and that's great news, isn't it, Baz? Yeah, it is, and we get the opportunity to listen to every single ball of that first test on SENZ. It effectively is, I guess, the start of the defence of the World Test Championship for our very own New Zealand side. As the new cycle gets underway, I'm sure it's going to be a cracking series, and we are thrilled to have ball-by-ball coverage starting tonight on SENZ. And we're also thrilled here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast to be able to welcome our next guest. And look, she's a former English cricketer and a double World Cup winner. But it's really as a broadcaster, which is she has become known all around the world. She is an acclaimed broadcaster on television, radio, across the print media as well. She is dominating and she is a very, very respected voice and a wonderful ambassador for the game. And we are absolutely thrilled to welcome to the show all the way from the UK, Isha Gua. Good morning, Ish. Stop it, Buzz. What an intro. Great to be on your show. Thank you, mate. We've been debating the merits, so you'll have some experience in this. Both Izzy and I are having to get up quite early in the morning, around 4am, <laughs> and both of our wives, are um, they, they make us ensure all the lights are turned off, but when they want to get up early at any stage, the full <laughs> show's on. So we're just trying to work out how we actually navigate our way through that. Have you got any experience for us? Uh, I I'm, I tend to sit on the other the other foot, so I'm the one who's making the noise, being as loud as I possibly can, <laughs> turning the lights on, uh, and my husband, Rich, absolutely hates it. Um, he's usually coming in at that time. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, haven't, I haven't got any uh, any advice for you. Sorry, the, the, the wife is always right. Oh, yeah, I thought you might say that, actually. We're, we're going to talk about... Izzy's a big music man. He loves to rap. So we're going to talk about Rich a little bit later on, your husband, who is a musician. So we'll get on to that a little bit later. But I just wanted to... There's a few topics, first of all. Obviously, tonight's series, England versus India, probably the two powerhouses in world cricket. Well, certainly um, economically, anyway. So they kick off tonight in the first Test match. And I don't want to say it's kind of going under the radar because it's, it's a ginormous series, but 
it's quite bizarre with the 100 going on as well to have this series kicking off and, and maybe not quite as much fanfare. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Um, personally, uh, I've obviously been very focused on the 100, so I've only had a, a day or two to really get my head around this this series. And I think it's been quite similar for a lot of other people. I know both teams will be absolutely, you know, they would have been prepping for a good few weeks uh, for this moment. And I think when it comes to tomorrow, all eyes will be on it. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating, actually. Uh, lots of players not there. And England going into the series, I think they're going in as underdogs. So that makes it even more interesting, I think, especially with India, who uh, missed out in that um, World Test Championship final. New Zealand were outstanding. Um, congratulations to your guys. Uh, but uh, I feel like Virat Kohli is, is on a bit of a mission. So I think this first Test match is going to be interesting. Yeah, and, and India's also been quite successful in England in the last uh, couple of tours over there. Well, two out of the three anyway. And predominantly, it's down to their bowling attack, isn't it? Both both top-order batting lineups are probably the weaker facets in regards to their skill set. The, the bowling lineup of India in particular is is quite dangerous in those conditions, and we know enough about the English bowling lineup. But do you see it being a bowling-dominated series? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it generally is here in the UK. Um, depends what the weather's doing as well. Generally, when you're getting later and later in the summer, spinners come into it a bit more. I understand that there's going to be a few green tops. I think Trent Bridge, generally, you get a bit of movement there for the seam bowlers. So... But I totally agree with you that the, de- the depth that India is showing is actually quite scary. Um, we only need to look at that in- India-Australia series where they used 20 players. And in that final test at the Gabba, they had six test matches worth of experience between their bowling attack in the absence of Jasprit Bumrah. And Mohamed Siraj came in as the leader of the attack and was absolutely outstanding. I really hope he plays. Um, I don't. I don't know whether... They'll go with the two spinners. Jadeja is seen as this batting all-rounder. Uh, they'll, you know, Ashwin is their number one off, you know, number one spinner. And then, will they be loyal and and stick with Umesh Yadav um, to supplement Jasprit Bumrah and Ishant Sharma? Um, there, there is plenty of depth there, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the bowlers will definitely come into it, um, especially against an England top order that are missing Ben Stokes. Joss Butler, who hasn't played loads of Red Bull cricket, and a top three that probably lacking a bit of confidence from the New Zealand series. Uh, Rory Burns, I know he picked up 100, but there is a, a lack of experience there around Joe Root. Hey, Ish, uh, that's obviously on the on the park. I want to chat to you about off the field. Um, you're obviously in the commentary box with a couple of the biggest egos in the game, so I want to ask you how you deal with that. <laughs> Are you talking about Baz? Uh, Baz, probably in particular, or our our, our fellow co-host, Ian Smith. How do you deal with that? Or Kevin, yeah, anyone. (laughs) Honestly, I I mean, I I love it. I love um, being able to work with some legends of the game, and I just feel like it's a huge honour and a privilege. Um, Yes, you know, I guess when I was coming through, I felt a bit intimidated at times um, and certainly in the company of someone like Shane Warne, but um, you know, he's been, he's been huge for my career, just the support that he's given me and 
and the space and the the respect as well has been you know it's been hugely appreciated so yeah to be able to work with these guys is actually a lot of fun and yeah I do pinch myself quite a bit um but yeah Smithy what a legend again you know when I first worked with him I was like okay I really have to step up here because he's just gonna think that I'm rubbish but (laughs) yeah to be able to learn learn from these guys um is is amazing Oh, you're doing an amazing mentioned, job. Um, ben, you mentioned Ben Stokes before. I'm going to let that comment go as well about my ego. Thank you. <laughs> um, you mentioned Ben Stokes before, and obviously um, Ben Stokes, we know how tough a cricket idiot uh, he is, um, and he's taken a break from the game. And obviously Simone Biles and, and her situation, which has been well documented over the last little while. I know you're an advocate for mental health and, and uh, an awareness around that as well. How do you... What are your thoughts on on the general subject and also Ben Stokes? Yeah, I think times have changed uh, quite a bit. Um, I actually just see now that Amelia Kerr is is opting out of the England tour to prioritise her mental health. So um, I think it's important. Uh, It's it's great that, that, you know, there is an avenue there to be able to talk about things, which probably wasn't the case. And Baz, you'll know this. Um, Izzy as well just 20-30 years ago it may have been frowned upon um, to even bring it up and you had to be really careful about your place in the side as well I mean potentially you know some of the more experienced more established players could could have a word but certainly not those that were sort of in and out the side you just had to get on with it so I think what we're seeing is actually athletes are human and these players who have been so incredible, um, you know, everyone, you know, everyone can be affected by it. Um, I thought it it showed tremendous courage from Simone Biles um, to to be open and honest about it, to be upfront with her team that she didn't want to let them down. Um, ben Stokes as well. He is someone who gives 120% in anything he does. And, and I just kind of track back, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know the full situation. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, so it's not my place to say. But when you look at what's happened in the last sort of, well, two or three years, um, you track back all the way to Bristol. Um, he spends time out of the game. He comes back. He delivers on the pitch. Um, his father uh, passed away um, in the last 12 months. Uh, and, and within all that, he is part of the bubble, um, he's he's pretty much going from one bubble to another, uh, and everyone wants a piece of him as well in the in the media um, and in the limelight. And to to not be able to kind of have that time to to be able to have that time away from from everything, I think eventually sometimes it does catch up with you. He he's also got this finger injury which uh, is kind of restricting him. And, and I don't know whether that played a part as well. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's great that, you know, players have the opportunity to be able to speak, speak up um, and, and are respected when, when they do decide to take time for themselves. I, I, think, um, I think the general consensus is we, we care for you and we hope you're OK. Um, you know, there, there may be... Some, some other scenarios where, where people aren't as understanding. Um, but I think 
in general people people do get that you know it it can be can be difficult um and i mean you guys know yourselves that it it can just hit you at any stage like just mentally something's not quite working in Simone Biles's case it's just not quite working it's not quite there um, for her to, to be able to kind of recognize what she could and couldn't do to be able to get back out there again today I mean I mean that that routine she did on the beam was just ridiculous I mean <laughs> the margin for error is unbelievable and that must have felt like a tightrope getting up onto that beam I mean you could see her leg was shaking she was anxious for her to be able to do that was just tremendous um Ben you know, there there are many different complexities associated with mental health. Um, and again, I don't want to speak for Ben because I don't know what he's going through specifically. But um, I know personally, from a grief point of view, that it can just hit you any time. So uh, and and you really, you know, it can hit you in different ways as well. I, don't, I personally don't think we don't we talk about it enough. Um, but that's not to say that's what's going on with him. Um, again, you know, it, it's something that everyone goes through um and and it's just about finding ways to manage it's about having a good support system and network around you um if it's not your closest family is there someone you can go and speak to separately that you can get get that help from that you know a lot of people at times don't want to burden other people um i'm actually just speaking to someone who's completely alien to you that you know will just listen and ask you questions and will forget about it when you leave them so can sometimes can sometimes be a good thing so it's not weak to speak um and and i know the, the professional cricket association are, are doing a, a lot uh, for player welfare and um, it's not just them there are there are many players in the county circuit both men and women who have struggled this season because it is you know it's, it's that situation of, of being in the pandemic as well um that it almost feels never ending. You guys are in a different situation to, to in England, whereby literally it, you're almost expecting to get COVID. Um, whereas in New Zealand, you're, I guess you're sort of a bit more, a bit freer. But Brendan, I know you've been around the world in, in plenty of different bubbles and, and in many different situations yourself, like in India. So yeah, it's just about being able to manage it as, as best you can. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on there, Ish. And it is good to talk about these things, and we should never apologise for over-talking about it either. So the real issues in cricket in particular, right through um, the world, it's got the highest rate of suicide. So it's important that, that we are doing the right thing to make sure that people are taken care of. And Ben Stokes, Amelia Kerr, the great examples, as is Simone Biles. I just want to just touch on one more subject, Ish, before we let you go. We know it's late over there, and you got more jobs than Mark Richardson has over here, so we need we know you need to get to sleep at some point. But the um the hundred which is going on, how's that been received over in the UK? Yeah, uh, again, I mean, I, I believe in the hundred, so I can see all the positives around it. Um, there is a bit of pushback from from some traditionalists that you know they're questioning whether we need another format questioning what it might do to the county game, which, you know, I, I totally understand that that there are those fears. How can we find a way of being able to manage manage all of that and make sure everyone is happy uh, in an already crowded schedule? Um, that's something for the ECB to to look at, I guess, um, at the end of the end of the summer. But for me, the hundred has been a huge success. Um, 
being able to have women's and men's teams together playing on the same stage, to have every game showcased on, on television, to have both Sky, which is a pay-per-view channel, and the BBC, which is free-to-air, uh, be able to project these games is is huge um, in a in a country where cricket isn't the number one sport either. So you're having to cut through even more. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. Uh, it's shorter. It's quicker. And I think there's a real appeal there to to an audience that hasn't necessarily watched cricket before as well. Um, and something we're doing at BBC, you know, we're, we're trying to jazz up the coverage a bit more. We make make it a bit more dynamic. Make it really fun. And, and hopefully appealing to to that entry level cricket fan. Um, in fact, something quite interesting. I don't know what you think of this, um, Baz, but something that Vaughan came up with uh, for, for entry level cricket is the clock face when you're describing the, yeah. the field. Uh, and it's actually worked quite well with us because there are a lot of people that we speak to that have never watched cricket and they, they suddenly understand what, you know, three o'clock, nine o'clock is, is deep cover or deep square. Um, and that's really helped, I think. Um, so yeah, just finding lots of different ways of being able to introduce cricket. Well, speaking of clock faces, it's time for you to go to bed, Ish. So thank you very much for joining <laughs> us, mate. It's been an absolute privilege to hear your voice and, to walk us through many different subjects as well. And um, hopefully we can get you back on at some other time. All the best for the rest of the summer, and we will catch up in due course. But thank you very much. That is Isha Gua. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.